Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show. Boy, I've been pumping these out a lot lately because there's a lot going on, especially with Ohio State football. Joining me is a guy, uh, some of you love him, some of you hate him, but boy, you can't get enough of him. Dave Jones of pinlive.com. The most watched, the most sought after dot uh, com in the state of Pennsylvania. He's been around Penn State uh, football for a long, long, long time. But before that, he was around Ohio State football in the Columbus area where he grew up for a long, long, long time. Dave Jones, welcome back to the Tim May Show. I read, I wrote the King Air. Remember the King Air? The oh, I remember wolf, the. Of course, the I remember King the King Air. Air. You don't remember the, the my very first college football game, big time college football game they ever covered was Ohio State at Minnesota. Um, were you even doing the beat then? You what, uh, you, what year? What year 80, are we talking 80, about? Eighty one. What are we talking about? Eighty four. Eighty four. I was about that was my first year on the beat, but I uh, I made some of those trips too before that. But yeah, dude, it was great when we had our own Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. Two King Airs and a Convair. Lou Holtz was the Minnesota coach. Yeah. Oh, I've told that story a million times about Lou Holtz at the uh, Big Ten meetings that year where they were where they went around in reverse order and, and they had put a fish in the fountain at the Hyatt Regency there on Wacker Drive in Chicago. And they said, instead of playing football this year, we're just going to put this fish in this fountain and whoever catches this fish, their team's going to the Rose Bowl. And they went in reverse order of how the teams finished the year before. And they worked around, you know, and Bo Schimbeckler had a had a rotten reel, didn't catch the fish. 
Earl Bruce used a bow and arrow, didn't catch a fish, blah, 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 right on down the line. There were only 10 teams then, by the way. So this won't take as long as you thought. Finally, they get to Lou Holtz. And Lou Holtz kneels down next to the fountain, pulls a teaspoon out of his back pocket, dips a teaspoon in the fountain, throws the water over his shoulder, and does that again and again and again until finally this little old lady walks up behind him. This is Lou Holtz telling this story. And this little old lady walks up behind me. She goes, Lou Holtz, what do you think you're doing? And I looked around at her as I dipped that spoon in the water and flipped it over my shoulder. I said, ma'am, I'm going to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest stories ever. But but we digress because we don't have that he, much time. He, he probably spent five minutes telling. Oh, he stuff. did. He he. You know you know when you're an after dinner speaker, you learn how to stretch <laughs> that stuff like taffy. I got a Mickey Mantle story that stretched like taffy. All right, come but that's on. another story. You uh, have you have guests on, and all you do is talk. <laughs> I know that's what Gordon Gee said to me one time. Uh, he said Tim May's the only guy I've ever known who asks who asks and answers the question all at the same time. <laughs> anyway, but I digress. Let's get right to it. You've known Bill O'Brien longer than most people should, or as long as most people should, maybe. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Former head coach at Penn State who stepped in at the worst of times and immediately, in my opinion, uh, uh, brought a renaissance to that program way back when uh, uh, Jerry Sand the Jerry Sandusky episode and Joe Pye was ousted, et cetera. Uh, then went on to the Houston Texans. Uh, in between, uh, you know, he had stints. Uh, well, not in between, but uh, he had stints with – Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots before Penn State and then a stint with the Houston Texans uh, uh, as the head coach and then a stint with Alabama as offensive coordinator and then Nick, went back Nick to Saban's, a, Nick Saban's coach rehab program. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, this guy's coached for the two goats, man, Nick Saban and yeah. Bill Belichick. They both trusted yeah. him yeah. Yeah. as offensive coordinator, et cetera. Now he's at Ohio State. Uh, Dave Jones, just are you stunned by what's happened over the last couple of or last month or so? Because you're an Ohio State aficionado as much as you are a Penn State aficionado. But uh, what does number one? What does Bill O'Brien bring to Ohio State? Because there are some naysayers out there about his hiring. I'm not one of them. You're not one of them. Tell me why you're not one of them. Um, I always thought the guy knew exactly who he was, and I think a coordinator absolutely has to know who he is bring that style and bring it to a T man. If you know who you are and understand what you think works best with your guys, then you're going to be secure in your own skin. And Bill O'Brien is secure in his own skin, if nothing else. Huh. Uh, and I think Ryan day got him because he wants his offense to be tougher. He wants his team to be tougher. I mean, Michigan hit a sweet spot here. I think Jim Harbaugh hit a sweet spot where Mark D'Antonio all of a sudden was out. Urban Meyer was all of a sudden out. The two very tough grinder, grinder coaches. And all of a sudden, these two programs who have given him all sorts of trouble, uh, they're gone. And Jim Harbaugh kind of regressed back to his smash mouth persona that he was at Stanford with uh, big, tough running back, sometimes 12 personnel. And they've been tougher uh, I think than Ohio State and Ohio State seemed to they thought they recognized that a couple of years ago and they have they haven't done anything about it Bill O'Brien will by necessity make them tougher because he's going to run an offense that th they'll have to be tougher or it will fail 
Uh, he's yeah. going to run a lot of that stuff that, that I just talked about. Um, I don't know if a, a running back like Travion Henderson would be his kind of go-to running back, but he will do a running back by committee, but he will run those running backs. He will have a balanced offense. I think Ohio State, watching this from a Penn State viewpoint, got a little too much into what Penn State does. They became a little too finesse, a little too enamored with speed on defense instead of just popping guys, a little too much uh, enamored with vertical passing game. And that's great. You need a vertical passing game. But I don't think Ohio State has been tough enough to beat Michigan in the trenches the last three years. That's been their problem. Um, you remember Jim Harbaugh had Josh Gaddis at his at his his offensive coordinator, and Gaddis was supposed to, you know, bring a new the nouveau spread offense into Michigan. And after a little while, they came to loggerheads. It didn't work because that's that's not Jim Harbaugh. And he finally came to the 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 revelation that. This ain't going to work. And basically, he said, I'm taking over. I'm going to lose my way. Remember the old Bill Parcells yeah. quote? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to lose. We're going to lose my way. I guess that was 1983 or something yeah. like that. Remember Jimmy the Greek was on saying, <laughs> Brent, Bill Parcells is in trouble. And that was, I think it was the 83 season with the Giants. And beginning in 84, he started doing it his way. And a coach has to be secure enough to do that. I don't think Ryan Day is very secure right now. You can you can tell me what you think. But Bill O'Brien, in my opinion, is an attempt to make them tougher on offense. Well, this is interesting. By the way, three words I haven't heard in a long time. Jimmy, the Greek. No, um, no kidding. <laughs> and, then, and, and then past that, uh, Here's the thing. Ohio State scored three points against Missouri. I don't, I don't care who, who your starting quarterback was, who your backup quarterback was. Ohio State. I mean, that just doesn't happen. It goes back to 31-0, the loss to Clemson in the uh, college football playoff semifinal at the Fiesta Bowl way back in 2016 season. The last time Ohio State looked at really, they, need, they needed a reboot then too. That, but they, well, they did. That's exactly what Urban Meyer did going into 2017. And uh, Ryan Day, I know, you know, looked in that mirror on January, if he ever went to sleep on uh, after that game on December 29th, looked in that mirror on December 30th and just said, Murphy, I think he'd already done that. I think he already had his epiphany about things. But one of which was, you know, he dabbled with the idea of stepping away from play calling, et cetera, a year ago this time, went back into it because he – you know, realize Brian Hartline has only been a coach for what well, had only been a coach for six years. And number two, it was going to be a first time offensive coordinator and realized that probably wasn't going to work out well. Plus, he missed it. Bottom line is, uh, Ryan Day did not give up the reins, but now he's giving up the reins to that stuff, it appears, because Bill O'Brien's coming in with Express. I know, probably, I know, probably, <laughs> probably with the idea that he's going to call plays, he's going to run the offense. You know, it's not going to be the Bill O'Brien offense, but it's going to be the Bill O'Brien contributions to the Ohio State offense. They're not going to get away from spreading the field and doing all those kind of things. But my point is, this is a moment in time for Ryan Day, head coach, going into his sixth year as a head coach, that he brings in a guy with the reputation and the caliber of a Bill O'Brien. In essence, you know, an equal for one of another term uh, in that offensive room who's going to run that offensive room. He's going yeah, to coach gonna, the quarterbacks. He's going he's, he's to do a couple things that that you don't know if Brian Hartline could do. And Brian Hartline has done great oh, stuff yeah. 
Nobody's putting Brian, Brian Hartline, Hartline down here. Brian Hartline is the biggest reason that Ohio State has dominated Penn State the last six, six, five, six years because their wide receiver room has kicked Penn State's ass the whole time. And when it's it mattered. Like this this yeah. big a difference. But yeah. you don't know if Brian Hartline can A, coach quarterbacks in the way that he wants the offense run, or B, you know, call plays for, for an entire offense. Uh, you don't know if he can do that. You do know Bill O'Brien can do it because yeah. he's done it. I mean, this guy turned Matt freaking McGloin into a four-year NFL pro, and yeah. he did it in one year. I saw it, and and he, he, he Christian Hackenberg wasn't worth a damn in any year except that the year that Bill O'Brien had him. Now, yeah. when you when you said that, that I know Bill O'Brien as well as any, that's not true. I only knew him in those two years. I didn't know him before those two years. You're talking about 2012, 2013, and I haven't talked to him after. Uh, but but I saw with my own eyes what he did with two completely different guys and turned them into completely different quarterbacks. Here's he what, knows how to yeah. do that. And he's got a situation here where he's going to have a rookie quarterback in the Big Ten who's never seen any of these defenses. He knows this league because he knows college football. So whether it's Will Howard or one of the two hot recruits, it doesn't matter. He's going to pick out the one who is the most coachable, who's the most intelligent, who's the most um, able to absorb, absorb information because he is a quarterback guru. He knows what he's doing with quarterbacks if he's got material, if he yeah. can pick the material. He didn't have the material on Boston and, you know, with Mac Jones he didn't, and, and these guys after that, after he got hurt. You know, you you could say this guy went four and thirteen with and and had an awful offense. Well, this is a whole different thing. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I think Will Howard will probably be the choice. He has had problems with being erratic sometimes at Kansas State under Chris Kleeman, but on the other hand, they have done everything possible to unseat him uh, at Kansas State, and the kid is resilient. He can take coaching. He can be coached hard. Could you be coached hard, Tim May? Could you? You know what? Hard? I absolutely, I absolutely could. John John McNeely used to coach me hard when he was assistant <laughs> sports right. editor. That's right. I remember. You, you know, I had a penchant for being right on time. Is that the right word way of putting it? Right on time. And uh, and uh, something would happen, and John McNeely told me, you know what? One day he goes. Timbo, he goes, sometimes you just got to say, I screwed up and move on instead of basically looking at other reasons, other people of why you had your, uh, your, your situation. Yeah, and from you, then on, I have done that, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you were involved in something that happened to me for people who have no idea who we're talking about. We're talking about our old, old assistant sports editor who really was. The yeah. Sports editor. Oh yeah. He was, the, he was the guy with the hands on every day. And if they don't have things on time, if they're like four or five minutes late, you've, you've been given a deadline of when your copy needs to be in, especially back then. Yeah. It had to be in then for because yeah. print was everything. Print was everything. And if it wasn't in so that the presses could get rolling, it backed everything up and it pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. I came in with an Otterbein basketball story or something like six minutes late. And I'd done it over and over a couple times. Uh -huh. thought, they always work it out. They always, they always, they humor me. And, you know, I, I could, I could write. I was a good writer and I was the young hot shot. And I came in. Wait a minute. From, hot shot. Keyword there. Now go ahead. I came in from Westerville. 
all happy with my beautiful story that was perfect. And I was giving it little tweaks here and there. And that's why I was six minutes late. And he told me, I, I, I looked, I said, where's my story? And, and he said, we didn't put it in. I had, I had Tim May rewrite your story from wire. <laughs> and I never freaking forgot that in my life. Uh, hey, you're welcome, by the way. That's, you're that's, welcome. Being, that's being coached hard. Yeah. That is being coached hard and, and uh, ridden hard and put up wet, you know, as the old saying goes. <laughs> now, let's get back to this real quick before we move on to Will Howard, who you know a lot about. <laughs> For a guy living in Pennsylvania, you sure know a lot about what's going on over here. Uh, and by the way, I should have said you know Bill Bull Bryan better than I better than I know him instead of better than anybody. Yeah, that's I that's. Sh I should have couched it with that. Okay. Not, that yeah, was yeah. hyperbole. I didn't yeah. mean to be hyperbole. I meant to be factual. But Bill O'Brien, uh, it's no surprise, as you well know, uh, Nick Saban retired from football at Alabama, and uh, Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator at Alabama through twenty twenty two. Uh, and went to, back to the New England Patriots. Julian Sayan, the number one quarterback recruit in the country in 2024, committed to Alabama when Bill O'Brien was there and Nick Saban was there. And now all of a sudden, like I said earlier, Ohio State is immediately reaps benefits in the recruiting ranks from having Bill O'Brien because Julian Sayan from Carlsbad, California, decided to follow Bill O'Brien to Ohio State. Oh, when, and, when did when did that happen? Did that uh, that happened over over the uh, over the weekend on Saturday that and, got by or me. Sunday, and that's the point. The point so is now, so now you got three big time recruits. Oh, dude, they've got uh, Aaron Nolan, uh, Julian Sayan, Will Howard, and then of course Devin Brown and uh, Lincoln Keenholz, the two guys that were left from the uh, 2020, uh, 2022, uh, 2023 quarterback. Wasn't record. there another kid that was a four star from someplace? Where, where well, Aaron Nolan, Aaron Nolan was a four and he turned into a five star. No, I don't, I don't know mean who, him. I mean, another, I don't know who else you're talking. We don't need to get okay. into that. Those are the five they've got now. Okay. okay. And uh, the bottom line is, uh, well, Cal McCord went to Syracuse. So <laughs> the starter last year <laughs> transferred to Syracuse. Yeah. It's been an interesting quarter quarterback room that they're taking these, uh, they're taking the snapshots of the quarterback room every day just to make sure who's in there and who isn't in there from coaches to uh, players, et cetera, now. But uh, but that just he's already reaped the benefit, uh, Ryan Day has, of hiring Bill O'Brien. I mean, not that uh, June Sayan almost picked Ohio State the first time around. But uh, but the bottom line is, uh, Bill, as, as much as that hard knocks stuff with him and the Houston Texans uh, preseason camp, him and Mike Vrabel trading F-bombs, you know, et cetera, through that. I don't know if you watch that or not, but uh, as much as he's known for his F-bombs, I've always liked him, man, from afar. And then a few times I got it, to know it him. It doesn't matter whether we like him. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, I always thought he was sharp. The quarterbacks who played for him like him. Yes. It, they they like him. I mean, I can't tell you. Tom Brady's saying about him. I mean, he, he screamed and yelled against uh, with Tom Brady all the time. Yeah. I mean, when he was first hired here, the, the most notoriety he had was be having a big sideline blow up with Tom Brady. And, Correct. And Tom Brady loved it. You know, you could you could say that anyone could tell, coach Tom Brady, but the fact is Tom Brady loved Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Um, they're going to have an interesting ramp up, you know, an easy ramp up period with three canned hams on the, uh, how good is Marshall? How good is Marshall, Marshall, Marshall? Are they um, any good? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Akron, Western Michigan, Marshall is. Yeah, they're they credible. I mean, uh, Akron, Western Michigan, uh, Marshall, they're credible. Opponent. Marshall's a credible opponent. So then their first really 
real test is on the road, but it's at Michigan State, who, uh -huh. who is going to be rebuilding again. Um, and then they got Iowa at home. This is an opportunity for for Bill O'Brien to pick, to to try out a couple of guys. They could maybe not even decide on somebody in camp. Is that is that is that possible? Well, here's the thing. Here, here the interesting really, thing to watch they here. Really, they didn't really it, decide between McCord and Brown until the first game. Did yeah, they? but that was to keep both of them there more than anything else. But okay. uh, it and it was close. I mean, you yeah. know, by anybody's estimation, you know, the of course we don't get to watch practice for the most part, but it was close. It was day to day who was leading that competition according to both of those quarterbacks and according to Ryan Day. So. Who else words you going to take for it? I don't know. You know, some Johnny come lately peering through the fence. I don't know. But the bottom line is uh, what's really going to be interesting is the spring because the two holdovers have been there now. Uh, Lincoln Keynos will be there almost a year. Devin Brown will be going into his third year. Will Howard will, will has won a Big 12 championship at Kansas State and I think is a credible quarterback. We're going to get to him in a minute because you've, you've known him since he was a pup. Uh, as uh, John Cooper would say, uh, and then Aaron Nolan, that, that big time recruit. Either, but go ahead, Aaron Nolan, big time recruit, and Julian Sayed, uh, Uber recruit. Uh, so the spring promises to be the real because they're all going to be there. The spring promises to be a real situation because April, I think, fifteenth or sixteenth is the next time the transfer portal opens for fifteen days. And we'll see who jumps in it right after spring football is over, or if anybody does. But uh, yeah, Bill O'Brien. He's going to have to hit the ground running in the uh, uh, perusal, talent perusal department and see where it goes. Does it help? Who does it help more? Will Howard having been a, having been a longtime starter at Kansas state and a, a credible quarterback, in my opinion, pretty good quarterback or uh, Julian say, and having been a guy that, uh, that Bill O'Brien helped recruit at Alabama and really likes going from the get-go. No, I you that was news to me when you told me that he's coming in because that's a factor. That's definitely a factor. I think he Sand probably has an inside track on Noland, for instance, as even though Noland's this hot recruit, um, that's that's a factor as far as Howard's concerned. But let me tell you the, this about Will Howard. I mean, you you know that they brought Martinez and to try try to transfer from Nebraska over the top of him. That didn't work out. They had they had a a, a four star at Kansas State whose name escapes me who started a few games. He's never started twelve games in a season, not even yeah. close, because they keep trying to replace him, and he keeps beating out whoever they keep trying to replace him with. So what I'm telling you about Will Howard is he is resilient. He is from where I am right now, Downingtown, Pennsylvania. He's from here. It's a Philadelphia Collar County, uh, Philadelphia suburb. Um, and he's played with a lot of kids I know about, but I don't know Will Howard. I also know who was kind of his uh, business manager, who was a, a, a Leslie Goodell, who was a, a, a star on the air here, um, who was handling his uh, his uh, business functions for a little while. So I know people who know him. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Every Dave, 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 remember? Even five years ago, he's business manager. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, we are so into another she's era. Sport, she's in, she was in sports management for a little while. And yeah. she just, I talked to her a couple of days ago and I talked to a kid, a friend of, a friend of my kids who went to Downingtown. They went to Downingtown East and they know Will Howard really well. Uh, he's younger. He's three years younger. Yeah. Uh, but, but he had to come into the game. Downingtown East, Downingtown West is this huge rivalry. 
and he played for Downingtown West, Will Howard did. He had to come in the game when he was a freshman. Everyone loves this kid. Yeah. They love him because he's he's intellectually all there because he's all about his work and preparation. That will be great for Bill O'Brien. I mean, Bill O'Brien really appreciates that. And because he's resilient as hell. Yeah. And I don't mean physically. I mean emotionally. Gotcha. They keep trying to knock this kid down, and he keeps beating everyone they put in front of him. Like yeah. like a 16-pound ball thrown by Johnny Petraglia, knocking him down. Yeah, knocking him down. <laughs> with, with that crank reaction. Hanging on the edge, baby, and him coming back to break your heart. <laughs> he keeps right. knocking these pins down. Right so in the that's, pocket. That's what I'll tell you about Will Howard. Now, negatively, he hasn't always been so accurate. He's playing. He's playing with an offense where I mean, I, who was the kid they had? Who was the, I think the best kid they had there was like five six. The best kid he played with. They didn't have nearly the material that Ohio oh, yeah. State. Had. Chris Kleeman's a really good quarterback with, but you know he's he's a Dakota Dakota guy. Yeah, he's, sure. He's doing l- more with less. That's the kind of that's ex- the antithesis of Ohio State, which has done less with more in a lot of people's opinion because they've got all this ammo. Yeah. I think he'll do really well with Bill O'Brien. We'll we'll see. But but I think he's going to be the starter. I, I really do, even, even considering all these great G Wiz recruits, because Will Howard was never that. He was never a hot shot recruit. Yeah. Hey, well, hang on just a second. Let me get the little word in. Speaking of business manager, you know, we got business managers at Lettermanroad.com. But uh, you know, game time, the game time app, gametime.co. That's fast becoming the place to go when you've blown it, man. You've forgotten to get tickets for that big-time sporting event in your area. Or, you, or you're planning on a sporting event down the road, like the Super Bowl. Game time, that's the place to go if you want to find your Super Bowl tickets here in a couple of weeks. Uh, game time app, remember, you download the game time app, and you make your first purchase, and you use the promo code Buckeyes. The promo code Buckeyes, B-U-C-K-E-Y-E-S. You get $20 off your first purchase. And the other game time app guarantee is that if you find a ticket in the same general section, the same row for less than what you paid for at game time on the game time app, game time will refund you 110% of the difference, 110% of the difference. That's a guarantee. Now, of course, with everything, terms do apply. But game time, gametime.co, that's the place to go for for your late minute tickets, or if you're planning ahead, that's the place to go. Like if you want to go to the U.S. Figure Skating Championships this week in Columbus, Ohio, that's the place to go if you've put it off. But I hope you've also saved up money because that's a very expensive ticket. But Game Time app, GameTime.co, that's the place to go when you've put off buying those tickets or you're wanting to plan ahead. Let's get back. Speaking of planning ahead, Dave Jones. No, I got I to inject something here. You remember this Ohio guarantee? Uh-huh. If, if if you had fuel line freeze up. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you will go or so high will pay your pay toe. The, pay your toe. <laughs> so Ohio. That's how far back you are. So Ohio and Jimmy Creek. I am an Ohio State grad, 1983 industrial design. Yeah. Three word, a three-word phrase and a three-syllable, uh, and a three-syllable word. That's how far we've gone back in this thing. Jimmy the Greek and So Ohio. So high, oh, but I digress. Uh, I've got you on, Dave. I'm going to get a couple more thoughts from you. Number one, when you saw James Franklin listed as a candidate for the Alabama uh, football job, your first 
uh, your first uh, reaction? Jimmy Sexton is the greatest agent ever. <laughs> that was my only reaction. Not to be confused with Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Because we both know that that was absurd. That, yeah. that there was no way in hell he would ever even get an, a sniff of an interview at Alabama. Have you ever seen more coaches get more raises and more extensions <laughs> out of one out of one job? I hey, mean, my wow. my question for you is would you want that job? Did we talk about this? Would you I think really I would. want that job? Yeah, but you're you're from there. Yeah. I mean, you've been indoctrinated into that whole mafia. No, I know, but I know where you're going with this. But, I mean, but, I talked to Paul Feinbaum can, about this, who can, man. Who can yeah. who could follow Nick Saban? Nobody. I, you know, I I remember talking uh, who was the old Packers center, I can't think of his name. Who, who, oh, who, uh, Bill Curry? I talked to Bill Curry. Yeah. Uh, when O'Brien was hired on what it's like trying to follow a legend. And you remember he quit after three years. Oh yeah. After 10 and well, two. Ray Perkins was the first going, guy to follow bear. Yeah. And then and Bill Curry. He, was, he wasn't yeah. even the first guy to follow. He was the guy yeah. who followed the guy who followed. Yeah. And, and you remember Lou Holtz, I'd forgotten this, yeah. but they came to Lou Holtz after uh, Woody was fired. And he said, no, I don't think I want to fire. I don't think I want to follow Woody Hayes. I might follow the guy who followed the guy who follows Woody Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. But he told him to pound sand because they went, he, he was at, uh, where was he? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. They wanted him to go through the interview process. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I no, I don't, I don't really want to follow Woody Hayes anyway. So I then he came up with some cute euphemism to explain himself. Yeah, uh, of course. But, yeah. but I don't know why anyone would want that job. And I think it, Kalen DeBoer made a mistake. Uh, when when Dan Lanning didn't take it, what does that tell you, man? That's a guy who knows the NHL. But, but 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 boy, Dan Lanning, man, you're sitting there at Oregon in the name, image, and likeness era. Oh yeah. I mean, you're still what I mean, and Phil Knight and everything that Nike means and stuff. Uh, Buddy, Washington is just as good. You yeah. got a major metro there in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, those people are on board, and they make every bit as much money as Oregon does. Yeah, I mean, that is, those are those are powerful programs. You're going to find out when you go out there to, to Eugene or Seattle, and you're going to Eugene. This, no, I've been to Seattle year. several yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, out it's, there. It is out there, but those people care about their sports and they care about college football. Yeah. I mean, Kalen DeBoer oh, yeah. did not have to leave that. He had he had a feathered nest. He'd beaten Landing three straight times. I, I just think he made a mistake because he didn't know about the South. He doesn't know about the SEC. He's going to be a fish out of water there, and I don't think you can possibly follow Nick Saban. I think it's going to be very tough, but but here's the, here's the thing you have to jump on, Dave. You understand how these guys think. Uh how many times in your coaching lifetime, your coaching career, is Alabama going to come open? You know, it may it may be like between Bear Bryant and uh, and Nick Saban. Gene Stallings had the one yeah. run there with the national championship. They even 92. drove him away. Uh, yeah. But but it may it may be multiple times. It may be just twice. You know, or something. If you if you have a shot at it, you almost you almost are obligated to yourself. To take it because it's still Alabama, man. That's that you know, you know, that circles back around to Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Because when he took this job here, yeah, I mean, it was toxic. Uh <laughs> you had the you had you had several different aspects of it. You it wasn't just the Sandusky scandal, but you were also following a legend in Paterno. 
And, you know, if, if you're, you're there and you're seeing this thing unfold, you don't understand what we call as the Joe bots, who are the people oh, who yes. will support Joe Paterno, hell or high water. Yeah. And I, so the first thing I told him uh, was when I met him is you're going to you're going to start <laughs> you're gonna, these people are going to get on your nerves. And you remember oh. when after Woody Hayes oh, yeah. were there. Yeah. Uh, and Earl Bruce got perturbed and annoyed. Um, old nine and three Earl. It is he went 11. He went 11 and 0 his first regular season and almost yeah. won a national championship. Three, three points from three points <laughs> yeah. from the 1979 national championship. Yeah. And yeah. then within a couple of years, they wanted him gone. I mean, yeah. it, it's tough following a legend, man. Yeah. But Bill O'Brien took this job and in many ways rebranded the place in his image. And then James Franklin on top of that completely rebranded it. And you don't really hear about Joe Paterno anymore around here, yeah. except for those, the, the weirdos, the Joe bots is what, I, what we call The them. good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sandusky is kind yeah. of that whole thing that we thought would be a, a super fun site. And that would, the stench of it would never go away. You really don't hear about it around here yeah. at all. And, I don't know what you hear about. In, and, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I want to clarify. He said super fun, not super fun. Super fund site. Uh, I just want to clear that up for everybody because some people was, who listen to this are hard of hearing. That, you know was what a, I mean? that was the federal fund that took care of toxic waste. Correct. Brown fields, took care of brown fields, <laughs> uh, et cetera. Boy, man, you talk about uh, anyway. Let's don't go there. Let's go one other, one other place I want to go. Just when Michigan has really got it rolling, their head coach could be somewhere else before this is ever even aired or whatever, what do you call it on YouTube? Digitalized. Their head coach would be somewhere else. Uh, they've already lost their quarterback. You know, J.J. McCarthy's gone to the NFL. Other players are done, et cetera. Dude, is is Michigan going to be that Comet program? Uh, what, what's your take on it right now without knowing what's coming in the spring? Comet means it comes. <laughs> I know. It looks bright and it goes <laughs> away again. I'm, I'm I'm channeling I'm I'm channeling David Putty, you know from Seinfeld. Yeah. Tells, tells Elaine she's she thinks she's going to hell and yeah. he doesn't even care. And he goes he goes it's gonna be rough. Yeah. <laughs> or when she wants him to get the New York Times from the other from the other uh, yeah. from the other state. Yeah. What's it matter? You're going to hell all way. You're already going to hell anyway. What do you, what do you care? You're going to hell already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, David, don't you even care? Yeah. Just practically crows closing the in the heat. And he says, it's "Gonna be so, rough." So what do you think? Yeah. I I they had the guy who was the true believer, the Michigan man, the 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 protege of Bo and he even tried to look like Bo didn't he it was a protege yeah. yeah he was a protege that, hey that's good I like Thank that you. yeah uh I never thought Harbaugh was gonna win a damn thing I, I said it I said it multiple times in 2015 when he was hired I thought he would be too intractable and that he had all he had three guys in his division who could chip at him from different directions D'Antonio, Meyer and Franklin yeah. and Franklin could get the speed kind of guys and athletes and and beat him. he did beat him and beat him a couple, bad a couple times 
um, a different kind of team to play. D'Antonio was the grinder who was just a burr up his saddle, you know, all the time in state, the little brother thing. And then Urban Meyer was Urban Meyer. You say yeah. whatever you wanted about him. I mean, he knew how to coach tough football players. And they were, it was like a triumvirate that was, was I, I thought they would wear him out. And then he'd finally go to the NFL. And it was that close to being right when he got that Vikings interview three years ago. Yeah. You forget, man. Everyone forgets in Michigan, they wanted his ass out of there. Oh, he yeah. Beat Ohio State. Uh, the Oaks. They wanted him out of there. All of a sudden, he's the conquering hero because Meyer was kind of forced out, D'Antonio out, and those two situations completely changed. They kind of turn into finesse athletic programs, and Franklin always was. All of a sudden, in, in the radio business, they call it a niche, where you have a, a niche of listenership that's open and, and then free. It's a programming opportunity. Well, the program opportunity of a tough smash mouth football team was all of a sudden open and Jim Harbaugh very easily filled it and they, they took off. Hey, uh, the, the Connor stallion stuff to the side. I'm never going to forget that though. That was a constant, that was a concerted effort to uh, break an NCAA rule. Yeah. It was like, Houston, I compared it to the Houston Astros. Wouldn't you? I think it's, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like everyone tries to steal signs, but not like this. Yeah. You know, not like I mean, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's one thing about stealing signs the day of the game or, you know, having past knowledge of what went on. But there's another thing about having a concerted effort of breaking an NCAA rule. Yeah. And uh, we'll see where that investigation finally ends up. And really, I do care about seeing that followed up on, but it's past now. But my point is that team that uh, that team that beat – Alabama and then won the national championship this past year. That was a hell of a football team. Oh yeah. It was almost a throwback. It was know, a throwback. Advantageous a throwback. taking yeah. otherwise control the game by at the line of scrimmage. They won at scrimmage team. Timbo. I know I man. Think, I, I guess I hadn't seen enough SEC this year because I put everything I have into the big 10 doing the big 10 power pole every damn week and watching bad football you know, I'm watching Northwestern Iowa instead of Alabama yeah. Ole Miss. You know, yeah. that's what I'm doing, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, uh, but I didn't realize that maybe Alabama wasn't Alabama at scrimmage where they had that big badass alignment that oh, they yeah. used to do on defense. And uh, earth movers on offense, they didn't really have either one. No. But Michigan was better than they were at scrimmage. And Michigan tried to piss that game away, but they they didn't do it because when they needed a drive at the end, that fourth and two play was a beautifully designed play. Yep. I think Sean Moore did a hell of a job in a tough situation. Yeah. He came in here and made very, very good tactical decisions in game. Uh, he decided that they could not block Chop Robinson, and they weren't going to try, man. They were just going to run, 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 and wear down Penn State that way, and it worked. Yeah, it worked. It was twenty-three yeah. fifteen. It wasn't really that close. Instead, they chopped Chop Robinson. Well, they just they just grounded him to death. It was ground, yeah. and that was the way they could win. He was he was pragmatic. He was Sean Moore. So I think they'll probably hire Sean Moore if Harbaugh say takes either the Falcons or the Chargers' job, but they won't be that presence yeah and, you know Harbaugh's weird we both know he's a strange dude oh yeah he's a strange bird 
but he is a believer, man. He yeah. is a true blue Michigan man believer, and that is a valuable thing. And I'm going to say this, dude. He got it done at Stanford. You know, I think he had Andrew Luck then, but uh, he got it done at Stanford uh, and, and a really good running back. Uh, what was it, Toby Gerhardt? Uh, mm -hmm. Was that on that Stanford team? Yep. Uh, uh, he got done at Stanford. He got it done with the San Francisco 49ers, you know, you know and it was the, the two Harbaugh brothers battling for the Super Bowl championship. And I thought uh, the 49ers got screwed on that last drive when they had a chance to win the game. But that's another story. Bottom line is, what a game. Uh, you can't argue with it with the fact that finally he got it done at Michigan. The just the hook part is cool. The crook part is the part, you know, that's just will always leave a bitter taste in your mouth looking back on those teams because probably it didn't have to be that way. And uh, I'll just leave it. No, there. I mean, it's like that the Astros won without cheating then yeah. again, and everyone hates them and they're, they're Slytherin house and Harry Potter. Everyone hates them, yeah. but they, they proved it really wasn't about the Stein sign stealing. And so did Michigan. So yeah. you can hate them. And so you why can do it? <laughs> That's right. Why do it? But why be? Well, you saw why do it because even JJ McCarthy <laughs> made that comment at the national championship press conferences about, well, other people were stealing our sides, and but you know. Oh, we, it's 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 it, the college football has always been slimy, dirty. Yeah. Business. Oh it yeah. Has. It has, <laughs> and and it, it it always has been a lot closer to the NFL than any anyone ever realized, and it's going yeah. to be coming closer all the time because TV is going to control it, and they actually want a thirty-two team college football uh, lower version of the NFL, and that's what they're going to get. They're going to get the Super. I League. don't want that. But, but what was? Huh? I don't want that. No, well, that's what they're going to get because rosters aren't rosters TV, aren't equipped for TV that kind runs of it. Wear TV and tear. runs it, and that's what they want. But yeah. my point is. What were what were this, the Oakland Raiders? You know the the cheatingest, nastiest black hat in NFL history. The nineteen eighties Oakland Raiders. What was their motto? Uh, just cheating? win, baby. No, but it, there was a better one. It, and Matt Millen said it <laughs> many times. She, rule number one: cheating is encouraged. Rule number two: see rule number one. See rule number one. It was like NASCAR. <laughs> In the old days, if cheating ain't trying. Hey, last thing we got to go here because this thing always, whenever you and I are talking, it always goes into tangential territory, yes, like an right. octopus. Yeah. And you have to have a central part of the octopus. Uh, but back to the center part. So, this new look, Big Ten with Washington, you know, you, you thought the big, you really thought the big get was USC way back when, right? Uh, two years ago. But the big get is really Washington and Oregon. Those two programs coming in now, yeah. uh, along with USC and UCLA, their little brother UCLA. Uh, dude, it, it it's in our lifetime. Heck, just in the last thirty years, it's crazy how much college football is is changed. And now, like I was talking with Paul Feinbaum about this, you got the big two, and then you got the next two, which are uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference and the uh, revamped Big Twelve, which has UCF in it. And uh, and then you've got the AYOs now, but so there's really two major, two superpowers, two wannabe superpowers, uh, conferences, and then AYO. So, how would you, as a longtime aficionado of uh, major college football, how would you explain this to fans now of what to watch this season? Do you think this is ultimately going to be really good for college football, or do you think there's too much consolidation going on? Of yeah, the blue I, bloods. 
this is going to take a couple minutes, so you got to bear with me. But I, I mean, I, I went through a couple years ago when I heard the USC UCLA thing immediately, and I think you did too. Knew that was the end of the Pac-12. That was the end sure. of that conference, and that was the end of the Rose Bowl. And I was pissed off and bitter because the traditional up, Rose Bowl since 1947. Where I grew up, yeah. where I grew up in Circleville, Ohio, and Columbus, Ohio. The, that the Rose Bowl was this mystical thing, man, where you your Midwestern team got to go out there, and it was like a fairy tale, man. In the middle of the first first week of January, first of January, always on the first. It, that's something I valued, and I knew it was all over. And it took me like probably six or eight weeks, and a couple or three Wait really a six. Six or eight tearful weeks or six or eight just regular weeks? No, it took me like two or three really bitter columns where, where I, I'm a columnist and that's what I do. And I just yeah. vented. I vented at Fox and Disney and the people who did this because that's who did this. Fox served this up. Fox served this up to Carol Folt, the president of USC, and said, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And she said, hmm, hmm. They, she doesn't care about college football. She doesn't <laughs> care about what we care about. Yeah. She doesn't care. All she cares about is what these TV execs care about, which is How making, much money? making money, yeah. making money. Yeah. So it was dead then. It took me a few weeks, a few months to get my mind around that. Now I'm thinking, especially after Washington, Oregon, I'm starting to think like a, a freaking suit, a network suit. And I'm like, you know, a, a Bob Knight and, and that that quote to, P to Connie Chung, you know. Oh, it, yeah. You remember that. If yeah. rape is inevitable, yeah. just lie back and enjoy it. Which yeah, you, you'd have to dredge that up. Which, Go ahead. which is repulsive, and he would have been fired for it now. Yeah. But the gist of the, the message is the same to me. I'm just like, if this is the way it's going to be, then I'm going to start thinking like a TV executive if I want to want this in a certain direction. Because this is what they want. This yeah. is what I said. They want yeah. a 32 team facsimile of the NFL yeah. that can maximize profit. Yeah. And the Purdue's and the Northwestern's and the Indiana's are going away, man. They are going away. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's just a matter of time when we get there. So this, this is a transition period. This is no more permanent than when they first started the trash, the, the, the BCS and introduced the playoff. You knew that wasn't the end of it. A four-team playoff, even though we'd gone through, well, you know, nine years of this, yeah. you knew it was going to finally transition to a big playoff, and it finally has. Yeah. Within our lives, there is going to be a super conference. I don't know why the Big Ten di didn't just invite Utah and Colorado and connect the country. That would have almost been contiguous states because you'd have Nebraska – Colorado is contiguous, Utah is contiguous, and, and you, you could own the northern tier of the country, call it the Continental Conference or something. Yeah, and but 20, 20 teams. Now, they weren't pro rata, like, which means bang for the buck, like Washington and Oregon yeah. are, but Utah is close, and you would have connected the entire northern tier of the country. There's because stops. There's stops along the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Lewis and Clark. But, well, but the old saying goes, do, do you know, in the modern age of air travel, et cetera, do you even need contiguous contiguous states? Uh, I to just make think a, it would have been. No, you don't. I, I mean, just, 
it would have been a a selling point that we are actually all oh yeah oh i know well you know softball team on your three-day uh van trip out to uh southern cal remember you're going through contiguous big 10 states maybe 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 you could could go back to train traveling and just Hit one and just stay on the train for 13 weeks. Yeah, you could have a golden spike uh, ceremony again, uh, linking uh, you know those four teams from the I, 12 I, with I the 12 actually, teams. I actually picked out just for fun. I went into the um, the gender equity equity and athletics database, and I do it every year and picked out the top 32 revenue gross revenue football programs, and. I put those in gra- geographic divisions. It all works out, man. Oh, yeah. It works out perfectly. Yeah. I'll send you my divisions. I've got yeah. eight, eight four-team divisions, just like the NFL. Yeah, and everyone else is out, and you can but, even have you can even have relegation and promotion, like uh, the the Premier League and soccer. If you start making more money, okay, we'll let you in and we'll kick somebody out. Dave, uh, Dave, we talked about this before. You don't remember. We talked about this several yeah. times. Do we? But, okay. but do you want? Here's the thing. You think that's what you want, right? But do you want your hallowed program being possibly seven and five every other year? You understand what I'm saying? When you when you put like programs together in a super super conference. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You wouldn't have Ohio You're going to have winners and losers. Is my I point. know, but you wouldn't have Ohio State playing Akron, Western Michigan, and Marshall at the start of the year. That's every, what I'm saying. Every game would, would be holy crap. And Believe that, me. That an would, L that would, is an yeah. L, buddy. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, that would, that would help the product. Yeah. And if everyone's making lots of money, yeah, I think everyone would be. But, but what you'd be saying, yeah, but we're still going to make the 16 team playoff. You know, half the teams will get into the playoff. Is that what you're saying out of 32? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Tw- no, 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. Well, you 12 know what I'm saying. 32. Yeah, I don't oh, believe in buys. Yeah. And the, the pie, we're talking about an age where there's a collective bargaining unit for the players, where there's a CBA, where they agree on limits for NIL and the portal and you can't transfer until a certain time where this wild west is finally ordered if you have this you need that yeah you need i'm with you on that orderly yeah. orderly budgetable uh every year the revenue is the same the uh, word they, they would have to work out recruiting some way and and, and maybe make that into a, a i don't even know uh so, the, the so compound like, four-letter word or double four-letter word, though they've got to wrap their heads around, is contracts, and yeah. that union. seems a lot. That seems union. That's the exactly. one that I get their mind. Well, that's right. another. That's a five-letter yeah. word, yeah, well, but a four-letter word to me. Four-letter word in the South, baby. Correct, <laughs> correct. But uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to get. I don't, they've got to get there if they want to hang on to it. You know, it's right already, now, right now is that moment. Right now is that, that moment when the volcano it is, is. But they always drag their feet. Brett yeah. freaking Kavanaugh, not exactly a liberal union. Correct. Guy, put it out there two years ago. These Correct. these kids are employees. They are employees in any other business. Yeah. This would not fly. Yeah. He, he said that. In they all get. They, but instead of opinion. instead of getting a W two, they all get ten ninety nines. Ridiculous. So what what you're only missing is the the point where the SEC and the Big Ten decide to quit fighting each other because if they're together in this everyone makes a lot more money if but they dang. have an overarching com- commissioner of the whole thing 
everyone makes a ton more money if they're yeah. together. But Dave, you forgot one thing. One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> Greg Sankey, remember on the uh, before the uh, uh, SEC championship game, li lay, uh, lobbying for the uh, SEC champion and possibly two teams yeah. to make the playoff yeah. uh, this past year. One of these things is not like the you, other. You, you knew the SEC would never be cut out of that tournament. Correct. But they were cut out soon. They were cut out soon in what they call the first round of the tournament. Okay. Alabama was eliminated by yeah. everybody's favorite son, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. But I digress. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure having you on, uh, giving some insight uh, into the Bill O'Brien hiring by Ohio State. What he brings to the table is not just X's and O's, but a leadership quotient uh, and a toughness quotient, uh, which I think he will imbue. Is that the right term? Onto the onto this Ohio State. Well, uh, you you made a good point too. Is that Ryan Day is going to acquiesce? He he has taken two steps back, or he can't make this work. Bill O'Brien's yes. going to run that offense. Yes. he knows that, or he wouldn't have hired him. So that's right. that's a that's a it's a sea change in Ohio State. You remember those few times when though Joe Paterno wasn't calling plays, but the few times he did. Well, let me let me take the let me take the head. Let me take it. Let me take it away, Franny. The Fran Gander, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how we'll see how fidgety uh, Ryan gets. Uh, yeah, late, well, he better not. He better not. There's gonna there's gonna be fireworks on the sideline. That's yeah, exactly. Bill O'Brien and Ryan Day yelling at each other. That would be <laughs> that would be fun to watch because I'm telling you, neither one of them would shy away from it. Uh, Ryan yeah, Day well, is. I a, know who would win, and it wouldn't be Ryan Day. Ryan Day. Ryan Day. Ryan Day is a gentleman in all kinds of ways, but Ryan Day has an edge to him uh, that is only people know him well know about. I mean, it's going to be an interesting not well, experiment. Ob will be up in the booth, right? Yeah, I don't know. That'll that'll that's what's going to be it. We you know who knows, right? We may not know that till game day, like they they do at Ohio State on a lot of stuff. But uh, you know that wasn't stipulated uh, in anything I saw. That'll be interesting. It. That'll be interesting because yeah. Ob is com combustible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, hey, Dave Jones, uh, once again, from uh, PennLive.com, the most sought-after site in the Keystone State. Do I have that right? Did I read well, that yeah, right? Well, we're yeah, big, we're bigger than the Post-Gazette site or the Inquirers, yeah. <laughs> we're bigger than GM. That's <laughs> true, true fact. Oh, man. Uh, thank you once again for joining the Tim May Show, my man. Always a pleasure, Timbo. Great seeing you, dude. And until next week, ladies and gentlemen, or until the next Tim May show, they're kind of coming in rapid fire fashion. We'll see you then. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.